Hey guys, it's me, Nancy Jane Smith. Welcome back to The Happier Approach, the show that pulls back the curtain on the need to succeed, hustle, and achieve at the price of our inner peace and relationships. Today's episode is all about rules and how they're made to be broken. We're going to talk about our rules for rest. Originally, I'd planned to have a different topic for the show today. Then, as I was chatting with my client, Michelle, who we'll hear from later, we naturally started talking about all the rules we have for rest. If it's nice outside, you can't stay inside and watch TV. If you have a spare minute, you should be cleaning, not resting. No putting on pajamas before 8 p.m. You get the idea. People with high-functioning anxiety, well, we love our rules, even when they're not so helpful. And I realized that talking with Michelle about our rules out loud might just show how silly they actually are and how to ease into bending them. Part of my mission this season is to get to the things underlying my challenge with rest. Many things get in the way of rest. Prioritizing it and finding the time are two of my biggest reasons. But I've also found my rules for rest are a big reason I don't prioritize it. People with high-functioning anxiety, we tend to have a lot of rules. Our monger, my name for the inner critic, believes following the rules will protect us from being attacked or criticized externally. I have a lot of rules around resting. Growing up, my parents believed getting good rest was the key to everything. But in their minds, rest only came through sleep. Resting, meaning doing anything other than working, was not something I saw my parents do unless they earned it. Meaning, they worked a full day, either in the yard, doing household chores, or in their jobs. So, early on, I taught myself how to rest. And my monger reminded me, You know nothing about resting. You should establish some rules. Rules will protect you from being attacked or criticized. Always wanting to ensure I'm a good person, my rules all start with the phrase, good people. Number one, good people can't get ready for bed until after 7 p.m. Comfy pants are allowed, but not full-on pajamas. The rule used to be 8 p.m., but then COVID happened and all the rules kind of got thrown out the window. So I brought it back with an earlier time. Another thing I rarely saw my parents do was wear their pajamas. So wearing my pajamas on the couch can feel like pure decadence sometimes, but can also feel like I'm busting all the rules. Number two, good people can't rest when there's work to be done. Meaning if someone else is working, I can't be resting. Luckily, Doug, my husband, is a big fan of resting, so I can always count on him to support my need for rest. But if I have a long to-do list or haven't earned my rest, then I struggle, even with his support. Number three, good people don't let others suffer. After all, I suffer better than most, even if I am exhausted. This one took me a long time to see, but when my caretaking gets out of control and I constantly say, I got this, I can take care of that, that means I'm telling myself I suffer better as if there's some prize for suffering better somewhere. But it is a tough lesson to realize there is no prize. Everyone doesn't get a trophy. Number four, 
good people can't rest in the middle of the day, unless it's a Saturday, and then only after earning it. This one stems from childhood, watching my parents only rest at the end of the day after working a full day. I have come a long way in breaking this one, but I still struggle to rest when I haven't worked a full day or exhausted myself doing household chores. And number five, good people don't rest on sunny days. Rest is only for cloudy days. This might be why I love winter so much because lots of cloudy days mean a lot of rest. Sunny days are meant for being outside and doing yard work. Like number four, I've come a long way in breaking this one, but I still struggle when it's sunny outside and I wanna watch a movie in the middle of the day. At this point, after following all my rules, I should be a very good person. <laughs> but the funny thing is, if I did follow them all, I would never actually get any rest. And so all I would feel is exhausted. When I talked with my client, Michelle, it turns out we had a lot of similarities on our rules for rest checklist that left both of us feeling anything but rested. So first off, Thank you for joining me. Yes, thank you for having me. This is Michelle. She, like me, has high-functioning anxiety, and we've been working on how to deal with it for a while now. I have been working with you, Nancy, since 2017, I think, at this point. Um, wow, I should know that. But <laughs> I wanted to talk to Michelle because she sticks out to me as someone who's been working on having a better relationship with rest for a long time. Tell me about your relationship with rest. Is that something you struggle with? Is it something you're good at? Oh, it's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> I, I love to overfunction and just wear myself down. <laughs> I've always struggled with rest because it was something that I never saw in my family. I never saw my parents rest. And the only time that seemed to be acceptable to rest was on Sunday. We would usually hang out as a family on Sunday and that was okay. But any other time, I always saw my family working. They worked really crazy hours. So I have always really struggled with rest because it was, I never thought I should rest. I never thought that it would benefit me. <laughs> because rest was, you know, the badge of honor, the praise came from how much you pushed. Yes, how much I pushed, how much I achieved. And the message was, you are achieving because you are working 24-7. The message for Michelle was that rest was something you earned. That's the message that I always got. And it always served me. It really served me through my early life. I don't really know when the breakdown started to happen, but I just started to get really, really, really tired. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> um, and just really, like, I would take things out on my husband and um, just got really kind of grumpy and nasty. And then I started to question, well, what's, why am I so unhappy? Once Michelle started to realize that part of her unhappiness came from being so mentally and physically exhausted, she decided to add rest back into her life. And she did, little by little. It felt good, but it was hard. I've been kind of deprogramming that and saying, yeah, I think my body is trying to tell me something. 
I think my mm-hmm. body, you know, like it's okay to just say, hey, wow, okay, I'm really exhausted. I'm tired. I'm going to ask for some help so that I can rest. For example, now Michelle actually tries to rest on the weekends instead of over planning and over scheduling. Especially when my husband and I first got married, <laughs> it was like, we have to be doing something on Saturday. Like in my mind, my mind, we could only do rest on Sunday. So we got to plan something on Saturday. And even though, you know, you had a crazy week, husband, and I had a full week, like, go, go, go. And just recently, there were like several Fridays in a row where I would just cry. <laughs> like I mm-hmm. was just so wiped from like keeping it all together Monday through Friday, just stuffing down the emotions, stuffing down just everything I was worried about or, and I would just cry and I was so confused. I was like, why am I so exhausted? I'm fr- and why am I crying? <laughs> and I remember us talking about like, you're, you're holding it together the whole week. And then on Friday, mm-hmm. like you hit the weekend and it's, I can release it. Yeah. Even like today, when we're recording this, it's a Saturday and it's cloudy and cold. And I'm like, ooh. When I woke up, I was like, yay, it's cloudy and cool. So I can do nothing today. Like, you know, so it'll be okay if I'm sitting on the couch watching TV because it's cloudy and cool. As And if it, because last weekend it was like sunny and 70 degrees. And I was like, crap, I have to be doing something. I can't just be on the couch resting. Yes, I, and I know we've talked about one of, my huge family messages was like getting outside and being yes. active outside and you're lazy if you're not getting outside mm-hmm. and playing with the kids or all this. Um, so I 100% when it is nice outside and I'm exhausted, I'm like, okay, we got to push because we got to get outside. Right. <laughs> and so that has slowly changed over time to be like, whew, I'm going to check in with myself. Is this something we can compromise on? You know, maybe can we have a really restful morning of just, you know, hanging out on the couch, watching TV, you know, taking it slow and maybe do afternoon outside time. Nobody's <laughs> going to judge me for staying in my pajamas all day. Yes. Well, sometimes feel, I have to tell myself, like, there aren't cameras in the house. No one's monitoring you if you're resting. Like, no one knows you're sleeping right now. No one knows. But it is crazy how the number of rules. Yes. And they're so powerful and sneaky. And it amazes me how long it takes to to realize the rules and then to slowly debunk them and to be like, okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's really okay. It's not a sign of weakness or that you didn't get enough done. As Michelle does the work to dismantle her rules for rest, one thing she's doing is trying to check in with herself and her body to stay present to her own needs. Like, yep, this is how it is today. And tomorrow's going to be totally different. I'm Mm kind of like that, the finish line that you always talk about. Like, there is no finish line. There's not going to be, you know, enough... Um, gosh, what am I trying to say? There's, uh, like, I don't have to have at least 10 reasons why I can go to bed. I know for me, when I start justifying, there's, it's almost like there's no justification that's good enough. Yes, that's true. Because <laughs> my mom is like, well, that's dumb and that's stupid. And no, 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 no. Give me another one. No, you know, and it's, it's like, so then I have 50 reasons 
that's the goal is to get to the point where we can just say to ourselves, I'm tired and I'm going to rest. One of my barriers to resting is that my anxiety can increase when I start to rest because the functioning keeps my anxiety from being a parent. Talk to me about that. Is that, do you relate to that or? When you first said that, I (laughs) thought of the, uh, like my list of chores is always something I go to. I thought of like when um, my kids are out of the house and like I have some peace Mm -hmm. and quiet and an opportunity to, you know, watch one of my favorite shows or Mm -hmm. do something for myself. I will always go to my chore list of like, okay, well, you've been wanting to, you know, scrub the stove for a long time. (laughs) And you've been wanting to clean the washing machine in the basement for a while. Just like stuff that does not need to be done (laughs) at that moment. And it's so sneaky because five years ago, I would just clean the stove anyway, just to like make myself feel better so it's been a really big leap for me to sit in that and really slow down and I usually take a few breaths really try to be where I am look out the window breathe (laughs) yeah and just tell myself it's okay Michelle you can watch an hour of your show (laughs) and you can feel good like you can take care of yourself It also helps Michelle to remember that in reality, no one is judging her for resting except herself. I do have to continue to bring back like, Michelle, it is okay that you're doing this for yourself. You know, your husband's not going to be mad that you have been sitting and watching TV. I I think my husband will celebrate with me if I Mm -hmm. say, hey, I... I binged my show today. I did nothing (laughs) productive for the household. But I'm so happy. I feel rested. I know my husband would celebrate me in that. Mm -hmm. But my monger spews the story of like, oh, he's going to think you're a piece of crap. He's going to think you're lazy. Um, So I do have to repeatedly be like, okay, we can do this. We can take care of ourselves. And there are some days that I acknowledge like, I can do this for an hour. And then I gotta go clean that stove. I (laughs) just can't do it. One of the other rules that I'm trying to loosen up is the rule that I suffer better. It means doing whatever it takes to help others, but at the cost of our own well-being. Michelle was only too familiar with the concept. So I had our newborn at home and our daughter was in daycare and I had a glorious day where it was a really slow day. Everything kind of was checked off the list. The stove didn't need to be cleaned. (laughs) There was no clothes to be folded. It was just a glorious day. And I decided to watch a reality TV show that I had just gotten into (laughs) that was just totally ridiculous, but I was hooked. But I was like, oh no, I had these rules. Lazy people just, you know, sit and watch TV for several hours. But Michelle channeled her biggest fan. I was like, Michelle, 
it's okay for you to rest. It's okay to engage in something you like for, for a little bit. That's wonderful. And my newborn was sleeping in my arms. It was just a wonderful moment. So I watched my show, my newborn sleeping. And my husband is supposed to pick up our daughter from daycare. He calls me and he's like, hey, I'm running late. I'm going to make it to to pick our daughter up from daycare. But I just want to let you know I'm running late, kind of give you a timeline. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Michelle immediately goes into problem solving mode. She starts thinking in her head, how can she save this situation by dropping everything she's doing on this glorious day to swoop in and fix the problem. But instead, Michelle took a beat. I took a breath. I said, okay, you are gonna make it there. He's like, yep, just it'll just be kind of like right at the end of the day there. I was like, okay, but you're sure you'll make it there? He's like, yeah. I said, okay. And then we hung up. And so it took everything in me to let him do that and not save the day. So Michelle continued what she was doing. She kept watching her show. She kept making dinner, but she felt anxious. Then she got a call from her husband. He hopped in the car with our daughter and and called me and was like, oh, we're on our way. And he was like, oh my gosh, Michelle, I was like the last parent there. I felt so bad. I'm just so sorry I was so late. Like, I'm really going to try not to be late again, all this. A couple of years ago, if this had happened, Michelle would have been angry with her husband for messing up, frustrated that she had to swoop in and rescue the situation like always. But because she listened to her biggest fan and relaxed her I suffer better rule, she and her husband were actually able to have a productive conversation about it. When I regrouped with him that night and said like, hey, like I watched this TV, I had a great day. I feel so rested. And he was like, no, I'm so glad you had a great day. Like, that's really cool. What show? Are we gonna watch it tonight? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like it was not on the table at all that I was lazy or that like, yeah, you should have picked her up. Like it's your fault that mm-hmm. I was late or something like that. Uh, or it's your fault that she was the last kid that got picked up. So it was a really, cool realization that like oh wow I don't have to see the day all the time like my my husband the people I love can endure these these hard things at times Mm -hmm. and they're okay and I would even argue that we came out better like we communicated even better after that right and it's you know yeah because the growth was for both of you you had to sit with your own anxiety over not being able to fix the problem And he had to sit with his own anxiety of creating a problem that then he had to solve. And so someone could look at that story and be like, ah, well, you could have helped him not have to go through his own anxiety. But it wasn't convenient for you to help him. And he didn't need help. It was solvable. I was like, yep, I, yeah, you can do this. We can Mm -hmm. do this together. It was really important for me to help him hit that too. Yeah. As, As a team, as a family. Like Michelle, I've also been working on loosening up my rules for rest. It's better for me and for my relationships. The key I've discovered is recognizing the rule, giving myself some kindness around it, and then loosening it up. Loosening the rules up means taking them on a case-by-case basis. There are days I put my pajamas on at 5 p.m. 
and days I don't put them on until I get ready for bed. There are sunny Saturdays when I'm watching a movie on the couch in the middle of the day, and there are cloudy Saturdays when I work in the yard. I know I'm successfully loosening up my rules because my monger, who originally inspired many of the rules, starts making fun of my rest rules. You are so rigid, or these rules are ridiculous. That is when I bring in that voice of self-loyalty, my biggest fan, to remind me, Sweet Pea, these rules served a purpose, and now you can loosen them up a little without belittling yourself. That's it for this week. Our next episode is the last of this season about rest. Remember at the beginning when I spoke to my friend Stephanie about the different types of rest? Well, guess what? Next time, we're talking with the person who wrote the book on them. We'll talk with Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith to close out the season. That's next time on The Happier Approach. The Happier Approach is produced by Nikki Stein and me, Nancy Jane Smith. Music provided by Pod5 and Epidemic Sound. For more episodes, to get in touch, or to learn more about quieting high-functioning anxiety, you can visit nancyjanesmith.com. And if you like the show, leave us a review. It actually helps us out a lot. Thank you to my client, Michelle, for taking the time to share her stories and experiences with us today. The Happier Approach will be back with another episode in two weeks. Take care. Until then.